Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Last year, we launched our course, The Data-Driven Classroom, and had hundreds of educators and clinicians take this course with consistently amazing feedback. I heard from so many teachers how this course really changed the way they approach data, how they were able to set up simple data systems, train their paras, and be collecting data to make data-based decisions within days of finishing the course. That feedback made me so happy. Now that course has been closed and unavailable since last year, but guess what? We are reopening the course, the data-based classroom, and I want you to be one of the first ones in. If data is something you have been struggling with for years, let's work on this together. Let me give you all of the tools to make this something that can consistently happen in your classroom. And guess what? Since you are a podcast listener, and I absolutely love my podcast listeners, I have an awesome code for you. When you use the code DATA100, you're going to get $100 off of the course bundle. Now, this code is only going to be usable until March 20th. So you only have one week to use this code, but Data 100 will get you $100 off of that course bundle. So that means for less than $200, you are getting the amazing data toolkit with literally hundreds of data sheets, all editable. And don't worry, I teach you how to edit it. And that entire data-driven course that touches on academic data, behavior data, staff training, and so much more. There's a link in the show notes with all of the information. Let's make this year the year that data really works. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. In this episode, we're going to talk about making a team mission statement for you and your staff. This is one of my absolutely favorite staff training tools. When you create a team mission statement, you get your whole team on the same page. I talked to a lot of teachers throughout the school year, and I kept coming back to them with the same question when we talked about staff management issues. I said, well, wait, what does your team mission statement say about this? And a lot of times I got the blank look of, oh, we didn't make a team mission statement. Making a team mission statement is going to help set your year up in the right way, but it's also going to help you with any miscommunications or conflicts later in the year. So this just really helps establish you and your staff members as a team. That is so valuable. And we will talk a lot about why that is so valuable in this episode. So if you are in the start of the school year listening to this episode, this is the perfect time to make a team mission statement. Right at the start of the year, before you've even gotten your students in the door, sit down as a team and create that mission statement. 
If you are listening to this after your school year has started and you think, oh, I don't have to do that because the year started. Whoops, I'll do it next year. Nope, you have to do it too. Even if the year has started, even if you're halfway through the year, it is still valuable to make a team mission statement. So no matter what stage of the year you're in, this is appropriate for you and I promise. So before I even get into how to create a team mission statement or all of the millions of reasons why it's so helpful, I'm going to address the first objection that is popping into some of your heads. I don't have the time to do this. Finding staff training time is not easy. You might not have common planning time or collaboration time built into your schedule, and that's okay. You just have to be a little bit creative and a little bit flexible on making the time for staff training. And this is the first piece of your staff training puzzle. So if you have some professional development days coming up, reach out to your administrators and ask for time. And you have to ask for common staff planning time in a specific way. When you reach out to an administrator to ask for meeting time during those professional development days, I want you to ask, when can I have time with my staff to work on creating a team mission statement or to work on data training, whatever you're doing? But you have to use that specific word, when. Not can I, not is it possible, would there possibly be some time or my favorite, I'm so sorry, but is it okay if I? No, just when. Assume that this is something that will happen. And we feel sometimes uncomfortable reaching out to our administrators and asking for that. But we can you know, be proactive and ask for things that will help our class in a way that's respectful and polite. And yes, your administrator might email you back and say no, The days are completely planned. You will have no common planning time, but at least you tried. So be proactive here and advocate for that time that you need with your staff. If you don't have any professional development days coming up, you need to make time during the school day. So that might mean that on Fridays at 1.30, all kids get reinforcer time. They get free play, they get iPad, they get computers, whatever. And you and your team sit for 20 minutes from 1.30 to 1.50 and you have a meeting. Yep, while the kids are in the room. That's exactly what I mean. While the kids are in the room and occupied, you and your team are meeting. We don't like doing this because it feels weird and it feels wrong. And it feels like every minute that your kids are in your class needs to be an instructional minute. And you're right, it should. And when you sit down with your team and you work on staff training, those are the most valuable instructional minutes because you are creating teachers that are teaching exactly the way you are. So you are multiplying yourself. Those instructional minutes that you spend in staff training time is going to pay for itself in dividends. So make that time during the school day to sit with your staff to create the mission statement. And let's be real, by 1.30 on a Friday, kids don't want to do anything. Staff doesn't want to do anything. So, you know, pull away. Have a little bit of free time, and it's okay to sit with your team and create that team mission statement. You can also get creative and think about ways to find time before or after the school day. Oftentimes, paraprofessionals might be paid just from bell to bell or when the kids are in the building. But again, you can reach out to your administrator and 
present some options. Say, hey, could we pay staff for a half an hour once a quarter to stay after school and do some staff training? You never know. They might say yes. They could say no, but they might say yes. So might as well try and get creative with some of those other alternatives. Basically, not having time is not an excuse for not engaging in staff training and not completing a team mission statement. And when we think about something as specific as this team mission statement, you might not really think you have to make time for it because you might not see the value in it yet. If you've never made one before, you might not be able to see the big picture of how valuable this tool really is. And let me tell you, I talk to a lot of teachers and we talk about a lot of staff problems. And so often that staff problem either could have been prevented or handled much more easily if there was a team mission statement in place. So try to see the big picture of how hugely valuable this tool is. And when you think about this as something that's so valuable, man, you're going to want to make time for it. So why is having a team mission statement so important? Taking the time to develop this mission statement is the first step to developing a team in your classroom and creating a culture of teamwork. We want to move away from kind of that older paradigm where one person is the teacher and the rest are the paraprofessionals and you will do what I say when I say it. That's not what we want. We want a group of professionals that are working collaboratively, that are working together for a common goal. When you walk into a classroom, you can almost immediately tell if people like their job, and you can almost immediately tell if the staff members are working as a team or not. And guess what? People that are working on a group that is, has that team culture, they like their job. They feel valuable. They feel heard. They feel important. So this is going to be that first step to creating that team in your room. It's going to get everyone on the same page. Expectations are going to be very clear because you're taking the time to talk about them. You're not assuming that everyone has the expectations, which is what happens when we don't have a team mission statement. You're assuming that all of your staff members have the expectations that students will be independent. They might, but they might not. They might not have thought about that big picture goal, whereas you as the teacher might have considered that. So it's going to take the the it's going to take the time to get everyone on that same page so expectations are really clear. This is also going to be a tool to help prevent and solve any miscommunications. Conflict arises usually from a miscommunication. So first of all, when you get everyone on the same page, hopefully we're going to prevent those miscommunications from happening. But then when they do happen, we now have a tool to fall back on. When there is a conflict or there is some disagreement, you can now utilize this team mission statement that you guys have created together as a team. You didn't make it for your staff. They didn't make it for you. You made it together. That's important because now everyone has buy-in. Everyone finds that document valuable because everyone's opinions are on that piece of paper. 
So when there is that disagreement or that conflict, you can utilize that team mission statement to help solve this. Like, hey, let's see where our core values align in relation to this topic we're talking about and refer right back to that actual document that everyone wrote together. Okay, so let's get to the good stuff. How do we make a team mission statement? It's so much easier than you think. First of all, we want to write it down. This is important. It can't just be a discussion. So you want to sit with your team all together at one time. Remember, we're going to make and find that time, whether it's in our school day or sometime outside of our school day. Sit down together and talk about three questions and write down the answers. So there's only three questions we're going to talk about. This doesn't need to be a 90-minute process or a two-hour process. You can easily accomplish this in 10, 15 minutes. So we're going to talk about three questions. We're going to talk about what do we want for our students, what do we want for our team, and what do we want for our school community. So take those questions one at a time. Write it on a piece of paper or a big post-it or poster board that you can post in your room and have everyone add their opinions. Everyone needs to give what they think their answer to that question is. It can't just be one person's viewpoint. And discuss this. Talk about why we want those things for our students or why we want those things for our team. So that process of putting it on paper is really important. So the first question, what do we want for our students? You and your team are all in these positions because you care about kids and you love these students. You want to make a difference. So talk about that. What are your goals for your students? Where do you want to see them go throughout the school year? What journey do you want to take them on? If you're struggling to think of those milestones and where your kids will be a year from now, go a little bit bigger picture. Think about what this child's life might look like in 10 or 15 years and then start to think about what skills you need to start to lay the foundation for to help get them there. Because even with those little babies, we still want to start thinking about what life looks like in high school and post high school because we want to start to identify what skills we need to teach to help get them to those bigger goals. Next question, what do we want for our team? So you want to get specific here. You can start with, we want, you know, a team that communicates and collaborates and works together, but then spend some time defining what does that mean? So get a little detailed here. This is where you're going to really start to set up different processes and clarify what you expect of staff, but also what you don't expect your staff to do. So a common goal that a team might have is that everyone acts respectfully to each other. So take some time to discuss what that means. So one component here might be cell phone use. It is not respectful to be on a cell phone while you're working with other students or while you're communicating with your team members. So discuss when cell phone use is allowed, when it's not, and what are those exceptions to the rule. Another common goal might be good communication, that we communicate effectively as a team. That's great, but really set those guidelines on when and how we communicate about differences in opinion and when and how we communicate about students. One of my personal pet peeves is talking about students right in front of them. So I always make sure that teams that I work with know that. 
I don't expect them to read my mind, but I want to clarify that right away that yes, I would love to communicate about Johnny's progress or about Johnny's behavior plan with you, but we need to do so when we're not around students. So make sure you clarify what good communication looks like and how that looks. Another common goal that a team might have is to collaborate and to work well together. But again, we want to define when you need to collaborate and when you need to work together and when you need to do things on your own. Sometimes we get in those situations of there's just too many cooks in the kitchen. So we need to know how to ask team members to maybe step back a little bit when we can handle something on our own and when we know how to follow those processes independently. So you want to get a little bit more specific in this section beyond just we, you know, we're respectful and we communicate and we collaborate. Get specific as to what that means specifically for your team. Third question, what do we want for our school? So we are part of a larger school community. Our kids do not just exist within the four walls of our room. They are a part of the whole school. So we want to talk about where our core values are in relation to that and what we as a team want for our school community and what we as a team want for our kids being part of that school community. This is messier. This is harder. It's easier when we close our doors and just do things in our classroom. But that's not what we want for our kids or for the school. We want to be a part of a school community that's inclusive, that has our kids as valuable, meaningful members of that community. So talk about what that looks like. Talk about what that's going to mean for inclusion, what that is going to mean for holiday parties, what that's going to mean for lunch and recess, and why it's important for our kids to be appropriately included in all of these different activities. So in this part, you're really getting into the why. Because like I said, it's messier, it's harder. So we wanna make sure that our team sees the value in this and sees why this is important. So it's gonna allow you to explore that discussion on the importance of having our kids be a part of that school community. So remember, this team mission statement accomplishes two things. One, it's going to start the process of your staff becoming a team and getting everyone on the same page right away. The second thing it's going to accomplish is that it can be used as a tool throughout the year. You can refer back to this. You can update it, edit, change, add on. You can use it when there are conflicts or miscommunications. You can use this to refer back to your core team values. These are things that you all wrote down and you all agreed upon. So when someone is acting not in line with the team mission statement and you pull that out, that's something that they helped create. So they're going to see the error in their ways because they helped create the expectations right there. So we need that for two things. We need it for the expectations, but we also need it to use as a tool throughout the year. This is something that is so valuable, like I said, and I hope that you can see that big picture importance of it because when we see how amazing this tool can be, then we're going to make sure that we make time to create it. So no matter the point of the school you're in, whether you're in the start or the middle of the school year, it's never too late to create a team mission statement and get this process started. Did you know that two out of three teachers turn to Teachers Pay Teachers for educational resources? As a seller on TPT, this makes me so excited. 
I love seeing educators turn to other educators for support in their classrooms. There are so many great resources on Teachers Pay Teachers. And this could be made even better if we could involve school budgets in this process. Enter TPT for Schools. TPT for Schools makes it easy for administrators and teachers to collaborate when making curricular decisions. TPT helps you set up a way of using school funds for these resources. This is a new program and there's already over 5,000 schools registered. In the special ed world, this is even more important because we don't have that many resources and the resources that are provided for us might not be so appropriate for our class. To learn more about TPT for Schools, visit schools.teacherspayteachers.com. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum. Everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.